It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now with today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for listening to the Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And today, since it's Thursday, we have another rock star with us. As you know, this platform is to interview and um, provide a platform for movers and influencers, people who are uh, disrupting the planet by giving and by doing. So today um, we have Mike Fallett. He is the founder of DreamStartersUniversity.com, where he helps entrepreneurs write best-selling books and show them how to use it as the ultimate marketing tool. Welcome, Mike. How are you today? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, I love the show. So thank you so much for giving me a platform to tell people what I do and how I can help them. Absolutely. And without further ado, Mike, I'd love to get right into it. If you could tell our audience a little a bit about who Mike Fallot is, and uh, we'll go from there. Great. Well, you nailed it with exactly what I do for people. Like, uh, like she said, uh, I help people write books, and then I show people how to use it as a marketing tool. Well, how this whole thing started was kind of uh, a tricky process. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur since 2008. I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Got into rental property, invested in software, got into a direct-to-home dog product service, and screwed up a bunch of times. But eventually, I became somewhat successful with one of my ventures. And it was only then that people started to come to me and say, hey, how did you start a business? How did you get going with things? And then I said, you know what? Why don't I put all of my stories down in a book and then give the book to these people so they can read it and get to know me a little bit more. And once I wrote that book, that's sort of what changed my life. It was one of those things that instant credibility came my way, and it became a bestseller on Amazon through my networking and marketing channels. And once I was a best-selling author, all of a sudden I was able to get speaking gigs. I was able to get attention on social media. I was able to get credibility in different groups that I would never, ever be able to get into otherwise. And basically, it was like the ultimate business card. I'd leave that book behind. People would see that and say, who is this guy? And that's when I'd get to meet him. And then I'd really teach them what I'm able to do. And so now, I love to show entrepreneurs, whether they're just starting out or if they've been in business for a very long time, how to use their story as a competitive advantage, put it into a book, and get it out to as many people as possible so people get to know them, like them, and trust them. That's pretty much it. Absolutely, Mike. And what would you say to people? Uh, do you feel that everybody, I know everybody has a story, but with that being said, do you feel that everybody should write a book? And if so, why? I believe everybody has a story in them. Now, a book is a stepping stone to get you where you want to go. I don't believe in writing a book until you know exactly where you want to go. 
So a book to me and to all my clients is a tool to help them get to their final destination. Now, I speak at some motivational seminars, and I talk about your dream obituary. How do you want it to all end? How do you want to be remembered? And whenever it comes down to figuring out that, then you can kind of reverse engineer your life and figure out, okay, if I'm on the right path, I keep doing this. If I'm on the wrong path, then I do something else. And so people who come to me have a business in mind or they already have a business that's up and running. And so I tell people, if you are going to write a book, think about the end in mind first. Once you have that all planned out, create your book as a tool, as a stepping stone to get you to that platform. So yes, everybody has a story, but if you don't use it correctly, then it's not going to do you any good. Just putting your story down on paper and not having the ways to, to reach the masses, to, to help people, to not know who your target audience is, to not have any value in that book, then it's not going to help you out or anybody else out. And so people who have a business, have a service, have something else to offer other people, those are the people who should have a book no matter what. If you are in a multi-level marketing company, if you've been an entrepreneur for 20 years, if you have, uh, you're in insurance or if you're in financial services, whether in real estate, you have to differentiate yourself from somebody else. And a book basically is like a trophy or a diploma. The more trophies, diplomas that you have, the more you're able to differentiate yourself from somebody else. So if you're in business in any aspect, I truly believe 100% you should have a book, no matter what stage of your career you're in. Absolutely. And what do you, you have in place, Mike, to help people do their book? Do you have like... Um, do you have um, a course, if you will? Um, and if so, could you explain that to us? I, I'm excited to hear. Yes. So um, what I did in the very beginning was show people what I did. I showed people how to write. I showed people how to structure each chapter. I started to teach people, okay, in your story, each chapter should have a lesson. It should have a summary. It should have a hero, struggle, and resolution. But the problem was entrepreneurs are so busy. They're so all over the map that they still don't have time to sit down and actually write the book themselves. And so what I created was Dream Storage University, which is basically like an assembly line for people who want to get their books to market very fast. What I do is I interview people, hear their story, the lessons they want to teach, and I merge their story with the lessons in a very simple 120-page book, approximately 16,000 to 18,000 words, take that interview, I meet with actual professional writers, I bring it to life with the writers, and after 30 days, you will actually have a book with your story, your words, with the lessons you want to teach, in the direction that's going to help you with your business, with a professionally designed cover, because I have graphic designers all over the United States also, and then in addition to that, we have a marketing channel, once the book is done, to push it to bestseller on Amazon. And now, after 30 days, you have your story out there, it's a best-selling book, and then I show you social media strategies on how to connect all the dots. So it automates the process from people finding you, getting a copy of your book, and then you building a relationship up with them. So it's more of a process than a coaching seminar as it once started. Once I would train people how to do it, it still wouldn't get done. I'm a man of action, and I love getting people's story to life, and that's why we basically have a system that does it for them. Mm -hmm. Very good. 
So where can one go who has, you know, who has a successful business or who's a startup um, or, you know, uh, where can they go to um, collaborate with you, to connect with you, so you know, so you can give them more information or they can say, yes, I'm ready to get started today. Give us your information <laughs> how to contact you. Well, I, I made something really special for you, Lisa. I love, I love what you're doing. You, it seems like your network is a bunch of entrepreneurs. What I'm going to do is I actually created dreamstartersuniversity.com forward slash Lisa, L-I-S-A. Go there. You get a free copy of my book. You can get a free copy of my book and a bunch of details of what I offer people and how long it takes, what's the exact process. And uh, I'm all over social media. I love Facebook. I love Instagram. Instagram is really my main way of connecting with people. I know it sounds crazy, but uh, you can find me on Facebook at Mike Fallett or my group, which is called Mike Fallett Book Experts, or you can go on dreamstartersuniversity.com, or you can find me on Instagram, which is Mike Fallett or at the Dream Starter. Absolutely. So that that's wonderful. I, I do believe that in this day and time, Mike, uh, one must have a presence and you have to be where your audience is. And so I know a lot of times I've, I've talked to people who maybe are seasoned, um, uh, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, CEOs, if you will, and they're not comfortable. They're not comfortable with uh, the new aged uh, platforms of media. And what would you say to those people how, you know, in, how could they you mean, get more connected? How could they be more engaging with perhaps their audience who might be in a different media platform than what they're used to? Oh, yeah. And there is a comfort zone you have to you have to break out of when it comes to social media. I know that I do Facebook Lives, I do Instagram Lives, and there's a transition period where you're basically training yourself to talk to your phone. And that sounds crazy, and it sounds like it's uh, – you know, it's, it's not natural, but it's the way that you communicate with many, many people who are looking for your services. And I tell people all the time, you know, I, I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Not one of my clients is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They're in California, Vancouver, uh, Texas, uh, New York City. Uh, and, and social media has given me the ability to reach so many people. And I had to break out of my own shell in, in order for that to happen. So people who are out there who are shy, who are kind of timid, just think of the rewards that are going to happen. The people who need your services are going to actually find you. And number two, you're going to find the people who, you know, are going to help your business grow. You're going to be able to network. You're going to be able to break out of that maybe rut that you're in. And so I tell people to engage as much as possible on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a book, if you have something to give somebody that's tangible, it also bridges the gap. It bridges a relationship. You're able to give somebody something of value in it. And also, you are able to have them see your story. And if they see any commonality with your life, boom, you have some type of connection. And a connection is what you need in order to make big things happen. So think of the rewards. Think of the one day. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I know. I'm still trying to get – are you on Snapchat, Mike? I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I did in the very beginning focus on Snapchat. Uh, well, my target audience is not the Snapchat, 
Snapchat, uh, it seems like the number one leading audience is like 14 to I think 17, somewhere in there of Snapchat. And so I got into it for very few uh, days, maybe even weeks, and it just wasn't my audience. So I wanted to, I wanted to focus on my strengths and, and my exact audience where they were, which is on Facebook and Instagram. And that's why I tell people, focus, focus on where your people are at, mm-hmm. and that's where you spend all your energy, especially in the beginning. Absolutely. So stay tuned to the Lisa Lewis Show. More from Mike Fallett after the break. The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Movers and influencers, thank you so much for keeping the dial here on the Lewis Show on Tokenet Radio. And I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And today we did not disappoint. We have another rock star amongst us today. His name is Mike Ballett, and he is the founder of Dreamer uh, Dream Starters University. Welcome back, Mike. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate uh, you giving me this platform and giving me a chance to talk to all your listeners. Absolutely. And um, we must tell them uh, where they can go and download a book that you, you've done, especially for our audience and our listeners today. Thank you so much for that. That's so generous of you. Please tell us all how they can access that uh, free information. Well, it'll be uh, for a limited, um, limited time only. If you go to dreamstartersuniversity.com forward slash Lisa, I'm giving everybody a free copy of my book. I'll show you a little bit about what I've done, and um, maybe if you have a business out there, you can take some information from my book and apply it to your own business. I've done a bunch of different things, ranging from real estate to software to uh, a direct-to-home dog product service called Doggy Surprise, which uh, you know is one of passion of mine. I'm a big, big dog lover, and uh, and that's how it all started. So you can hear a bunch of stories from door-to-door knocking, uh, you know, in-home sales to internet sales to many different ranges. So whatever you're in, I'm sure you can find some value in that book. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait to dive into it for myself. 
Um, okay, Mike, I've heard a lot of, uh, from, you know, the different events that I do, people say, well, um, you know, uh, perhaps they are, uh, they've been doing something for a long time. However, they're not getting the results that perhaps they could be doing. And so what would you say to someone, you know, to someone like that as an entrepreneur? Well, I think it comes down to, you know, people always talk about your network and, and, and that really is the main factor of, you know, it's, it's not really about who you know, it's about who knows you. And I think that one of the things people do is that they keep doing the same thing over and over and over without trying other new avenues. And what that does is that burns you out. If you are in a certain area and you're trying the same thing, maybe you're advertising in a certain area or if you're trying this certain strategy and you're either wasting too much money or you're wasting too much time, you burn out really, really fast. And so what I recommend to people is that, you know, if you are, if you are a person of value, if you have something to offer every day, make it a, make it a, on, put it on your to-do list to reach out to 10, 15, 20 new people every day, get into new groups reach out to different areas, different organizations, and just get your name out to as many people as possible. And I'll tell you a little story from my own experience. You know, I've been in business since 2008 in many different areas, but it's really a handful of people that I've met along the way that were able to put me in contact with some real big decision makers. Now, I had to go through thousands and thousands and thousands of people, but it's really a handful of people out there that helped me get to that next level. So you have to find the right people that uh, can, can really put you in the right spot at the right time to get your product, your service in front of a massive amount of people. And, uh, and then you have to make the most of it. You really have to deliver whenever the time comes. So I tell all those people, keep networking more than you ever thought would be possible, especially if you don't come from a world of connections, a world of money like me. You really have to put yourself out there, make many connections, improve yourself day in and day out and keep trying new things. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so true because, you know, and nobody's going to do it for you. You have to do the work. Uh, you know, nothing works unless you work it. <laughs> so you have to, you know, I, I noticed that a lot of people, you know, they, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do it. just step out there, step outside of your comfort zone, take that leap of faith. And, you know, the more things that you do wrong will lead you to the right things. Do you agree with that, Mike? Oh, absolutely. And, and here's the thing is everything you do should be documented. The problem with people screwing up uh, on Facebook or if they're screwing up on Instagram, well, they delete it. Well, guess what? That's like your resume. The more you keep putting stuff out there, whether it's the highest quality, whether it's low quality, you keep getting better at it. You keep putting it in front of other people. And I think it's like going to the gym where if you go into the gym with a lot of other people, you're going to try harder. You're going to work out a little bit maybe uh, more intensely. And so keep putting your stuff out there for people to see. And so the more you do that, the more you're going to have a resume built up and the more people are going to see, wow, this person's really committed. And no matter how you look at it, committed and activity, the more activity that you put out there, it's attractive to a lot of people. And so they say, wow, if they're really this committed, if they're really this active, they must really care. And if they really care about it, they do it long enough, they must really know a lot about it. And I talk about positioning yourself as the expert. It takes a long time to position yourself as the expert. But if you do it long enough, if you do it and so other people can see it, over time in a certain industry, 
you become the go-to person in your field. And that's the key. Keep putting stuff out there and don't give up. Absolutely. And with that being said, do you feel the same way about books? Because I think sometimes people put out one book, like I know someone who put out a book, and they haven't done anything else. And I'm like, you say you're the expert on so many different things. Don't you feel that you can, uh, even with a book, along with what you're saying, the more books maybe that you write, because sometimes your story, everybody's story evolves. You know, in this thing that we call life, everything is evolving. And so do you feel that there's only one book in a person or do you feel that there's multiple books uh, that one can bring, especially if they're a person that brings value? Oh, great question. Great question. I get this question a lot, actually. And I believe everybody has multiple books in them. Now, one book, when you put it out there and meet a lot of people and good things happen to you, it's going to change you. You're going to be you're going to you're going to learn things that you didn't learn before that other book. So you want to keep taking that information, keep taking those experiences and using it to your advantage. Leverage yourself every step of the way. The greatest entrepreneurs out there are the most resourceful. Resourcefulness is really what separates the best from even, you know, even the greats, you know, that there's a difference. You can use everything that happened to you uh, as as a as a leverage tool. So before that first book you know, you only have so much experience, so much time after that book, you've taken that and applied it to many different avenues, many different strategies, and you've learned a lot more. So you have more experiences to teach others. The more books you have, the more of an expert you become. Tony Robbins didn't stop, stop with just one book. Grant Cardone didn't stop with one book. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk didn't just stop with one book. Why is that? Because they evolved. And maybe, I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs, they might want to write a book about finance in the first book and motivation in the second book and maybe real estate development in the third book. So it's one of those things where if you want to keep broadening your brand, you have to keep becoming the expert in different genres. And in addition to that, the more you write, the more clear, communicative of a person you become or the more of a you know, clear-minded individual of here's what I want to say, here's how I say it, and this is how I, often I say this message – People look at you in a different way and say, this person must really know their stuff because they are putting content out there nonstop. If I was, you know, in anybody's shoes out there, one book is not enough in this world. You need to differentiate yourself and you need to keep using your story in multiple books, multiple ways so other people can look at you and say, wow, this person's way more active than that person down the street. I want to do business with that type of person. Yes, absolutely, Mike. What other authors are you friends with, and how do they help you become a better writer? Oh, well, I, I get to talk with authors every day of my life, entrepreneurs every day of my life, and uh, it's it's one of those things where I get to learn from the greats also. We just worked with a, uh, a man in Poland. His name is Arnon Barnez, and he wrote a book called The Rebel Entrepreneur. And he's taught me some fascinating things whenever it comes to what he learned growing up and how he applies it to his own business and what he teaches his clients. So being around authors like Arnon Barnez, which he just came out with, The Rebel Entrepreneur, Lyman Montgomery, based out of Indiana, Focus Driven Lifestyle. You can check him out. Really smart guy. Incredible stuff he's taught me. I read his book, and, and I apply what he's taught me to my life now. There's a man in New York City named Sifu uh, Carl Romain. He's a martial artist. You can Google his name. He's a big-time martial artist, but he coaches people now. 
his book, Unbreakable, phenomenal stuff. And just by being around all these like-minded people that have done phenomenal things in different areas that I'm not familiar with, I get to learn and, and basically be like a sponge and just soak it up. I wish when I was younger that I would that I would have read a lot of books. Unfortunately, it wasn't until I was about 21 years old that I picked up my first business book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, that I started to fall in love with reading. And I really wish I would have started uh, earlier. And nowadays, I try to read at least a book a week, and I try to surround myself with many authors and entrepreneurs that get to teach me things. Because everybody has something to teach somebody else. No matter who you are, where you come from, you know something that I don't, so I want to hear it. And that's why I believe people like Sifu Carl Romain or um, Jackie Phillips out of New York. She has a book called Reset. There's a man named Anthony Lawley out of New York that I've worked with in the marketing department. He has a book uh, called uh, The Heart of the Deal. It's a phenomenal book on real estate. These are the people that I look to and say, you know what? They've been somewhere that I have not. I need to hear more from them. And that's why I think being an author is so crucial. You get to teach somebody something about your life that may help them in theirs. Absolutely. And before we go to break, Mike, I'd love for you to just share with uh, our audience how they can get in touch with you on social media. Yeah, you can go on Facebook, Mike Fallett, F-A-L-L-A-T as in Tom, or go to Dreamstarters University on Facebook. You can find me that way too. And then I love Instagram. If you are an Instagrammer out there, the Dreamstarter, that's my handle name. You can find me and I'm quite active. So Facebook and Instagram, two of my number one ways of uh, communicating with my audience. So I'd love to hear from you. And, uh, and you can obviously go to my, that website that I built just for this, uh, this interview, dreamstartersuniversity.com forward slash Lisa to get a free copy of my book. Yes, and we so appreciate that, uh, Mike. So everyone, stay tuned to the Lisa Lewis Show here on Toginet Radio. And after the break, we'll be back with more from Mike Fallett, the number one Amazon author. Stay tuned. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, marlatabaka.com. 
That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to all of my movers and influencers. Thank you for keeping the dial here on Toginet Radio. You're listening to the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And today we have the phenomenal founder um, of Dream Starters University, and also he is the number one author, Mike Fallett. Welcome back, Mike. Hey, thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate this, and um, I really yeah. love the show, so thank you so much. You're welcome. And I just, you know, I, I just love uh, talking to you because um, uh, I love authors as well. And I love interviewing and hanging around authors and, um, you know, top executives and CEOs and even startups who, you know, people who are doers and who have value and who have a product and brand such as yourself that you can offer people that will really help them to um, either get on the right track, stay on the right track, and then evolve. And, you know, evolving is so important um, with anything that you do, but especially as an author. Would you agree to that, Mike? Absolutely. I'm, I'm a completely different person, business-minded, business, business minded, I guess you could say, than I was in 2008, in 2009, and 2010. I've constantly increased my value every year. You constantly evolve, evolve and I think that the more you evolve, the more you adapt to your surroundings, maybe you find your strengths, you become a maybe a more valuable person. And I think the world needs to see that. And that's why I'm a big believer in, you know, not holding back, playing to your strengths and constantly trying to become better at what you do. Yes, absolutely. What was the best money you ever spent as a, as a writer? The best money I ever spent hands down would have been, uh, especially in the very beginning, would have probably been finding a good editor for my first book. I'd say that I invested a lot in that editor, and I think that what they were able to do was take my words and really formulate it in a way that, you know, put it all together. And I thought that that was really the key to the book. My message was out there. I was a decent writer at the time, but the editor, sort of a magical piece that nobody ever really thinks about whenever it comes to a book, so I invested in this editor, and they really made it special. So I would say in the very beginning, my first book, the editor, was the key piece. And then in addition to that, the next step that I would really, really invest into is, not, is yourself, your, your ability to put it into different channels, your time uh, into social media to get it out there in, into as many hands as possible. So number one, editor. Number two, Time into getting it into the right people's hands at the right moment. So that's the two key, two key pieces. Your words, your thoughts, get somebody to edit it, and then you have to do the work. The work cannot be done by somebody else. No matter who you pay or how much you pay them, this business, if it's yours or if it's your baby, it's going to be falling on your shoulders. So you're the one that's going to have to do the work. You're going to have to invest the time. Maybe not the money, but the time, absolutely. Yes, that yes, that is so true. You know, one thing I wanted to reflect on, Mike, was that you said that um, most of your business, if not all, is not where you live. And I hear so many people, like when, because, you know, I do special events and I, re I reach out to them, not so many, but some people, I, I don't want to say so many, they say, 
well, I can't, um, perhaps I can't uh, market that or advertise that because there's nobody in my area. But I heard you say something <laughs> interesting that a lot of people that you do business, your clients or what have you, are not even in Pittsburgh. So what do you speak to people who have that mindset that just because, you know, if you have something of value, I, in my opinion, you should be able to advertise it all over the world. What, what is your opinion on that? 100% agree. I'm a big believer in creating a service. Why is a service important? Because you can work from anywhere. And really what people are looking for in this world is freedom. Freedom to go wherever, whenever, and to do what you love to do every day of your life. Now, a service allows you to do that. Now, software, I consider technically is a service because you can really adapt, you can change, you can work from anywhere. But I talk about creating a service. And if you create a service, you really can work from anywhere in this world. So the people who say, I'm stuck, I don't know, you know, my business, uh, you know, I can't reach the right people. The only way you're going to be stuck is if you are in a brick and mortar business. Okay, that's the only way. Because if you buy or rent in the wrong location, you could doom yourself. I'm against brick and mortar locations, especially as your first business. But if this is something that you're just creating and you're, and you're just get, getting going, or if maybe you are a person out there who's becoming a speaker, if you're an author, you really could work from anywhere. And if you find the right people, the right groups on Facebook, you know how to do hashtag research on Instagram, you know who to follow, you can run your business from your house or from your car or from a hotel room and just keep traveling around the world and doing your thing as long as you get the work done or the service that you provide that you're able to help your clients out you can work from anywhere so i think it's crazy to say you know what i'm going to start a business oh i'm stuck now because i'm in the wrong location well what you started on the wrong foot you create something that keeps you mobile until maybe you find a location that is really your gold mine and then maybe you set up shop but stay mobile, stay free until you find that one sweet spot and then you set up shop. Absolutely. I so agree with you, Mike, that, that, that is a uh, great and valuable, uh, you know, uh, feedback. <laughs> what are the <laughs> most important um, magazines for writers uh, to subscribe to in your opinion? Um, can you say that again? Can Oh, sure. What are the most important magazines for writers to subscribe to? Like I subscribe to Success Magazine. I love it. I get that every month. Do you read that? <laughs> I love no, it. no, I do not. No, I do not actually. I'm, I'm a big book oh. reader, so I don't read a lot of magazines. I okay. do a lot of online searches. So the, so the articles that I read from are most likely from Forbes or entrepreneur.com. Mm -hmm. And also, okay. I like to hear directly from the actual authors or the actual entrepreneurs. So I'm a big believer in going directly to their sites and reading what the content they're putting out. And I found out that once you go directly to the person and hear what they have to say without too much, I guess, filtering, then you get to know these people and you get to know them on a different level. And then when you reach out to them, you get to network with them. And then, then you're able to build a relationship and then you're able to help each other. So I love going directly to the source, directly to the actual writer of it. Um, and that's where I spend most of my time. The books that I read, like I said, I try to read a book every week, whether it's on storytelling, whether it's on marketing, whether it's on sales. That's where I would say that I spend my effort and, and time and actually getting material and soaking it in my brain. So there's not too many online magazines that I go to other than Entrepreneur and Forbes. 
I'm sure everybody out there has already heard of those too, so I can't really give too much advice when it comes to online magazines, though. Right, right, absolutely. Um, do you ever Google yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I actually do, which is, which is, you know, it's not, it's not an ego thing. It's, it's a way to see if you're able to pop up on Google if you're doing the right things. Now, I tell people when they, because part of my system and part of what I do for people is I actually build a web page for their book. And when you do the correct search engine optimized page or pictures or video, you're trying to do it so Google finds you very easily. And what happens in this world, it's pretty, pretty crazy how people make decisions, but this is how it works. They look you up, they look at your name, they Google your name faster or before anything else they do. Once they Google your name, they're going to make a decision if you're popular, if you know who you are, or if they if you are who you say you are, and your Google, you're, when they Google your name, it's like it's step one. So you want to make sure that your name is popping up there, the right images are popping up there, the right videos, the right content. And that all starts with the very beginning. How do you, um, you know, reference your pictures and video when you upload it to your website, to your blog, or to the social media? So yes, I do Google my name, and it's all because of I want to see what consumers are are able to see if they Google my name. And that's a key piece to this. Make sure whenever you're actually putting content out there, you're doing all the right steps in the very beginning because next year, and you have a ton of content on Google, your relevancy is going to go through the roof and people will find you much easier. Absolutely. What is your favorite uh, childhood book? Favorite childhood book? That's a good, good, uh, good question. Now, I read fiction books when I was a kid, but I was fascinated with true stories. I always read about Billy the Kid, Evil Knievel. I read about uh, um, all these people I, I looked up to. People have been dead for many, many years, but I looked up to them. The Wild West, Wyatt Earp, I was fascinated with all these people. Yes. So I would read constantly about that type of um, that material. I wouldn't say there's one specific book. The one book that like, I talked about in one of the earlier segments that changed my life. Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad changed my life. I guess I was 21 years old when I picked that up. And that was the one that really put me on a path of true entrepreneurship. Two years later, after I read that book, I invested in real estate and I bought a four-unit, multi-unit building because of that book. And, uh, and it really did put me on a path of true entrepreneurship. So when I was a kid, I looked up to, you know, Gunslingers, you know, risk takers, daredevils, you know, Richard Branson, loved hearing about his stuff whenever it comes to, you know, going around the world in a balloon and doing all kinds of crazy adventures to really promote his brand. I was fascinated by it. But that one book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, put me on a whole new path. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I do. I do believe that, you know, once, you know, I do believe that readers are leaders. And uh, that's what I tell uh, well, you know, readers can become leaders, and that's what I tell my eight-year-old son. So um, I'm so excited that he has a love of reading because in the beginning, you know, oh. he did not. <laughs> but I'm so he glad has an advantage. He-, he has an advantage if he loves to read. I really wish I would have loved to have read when I was younger. I didn't, and I, it really did hurt me. I think in the beginning. So if he loves to read, keep giving him books. There's no doubt about that. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. And what's so funny is, uh, Mike, I bought him books even when he was in the womb. <laughs> so he had a library <laughs> before he entered the world. Because <laughs> I have a you know, I have a love of books as well, and, and so does my daughter, who is uh, 20 now. But anyway, it's just so fascinating because as I was taking him to school this morning and getting my thoughts right and preparing for our uh, interview, I, I, I looked back there, and he took out his cha- – he's into chapter books now. He took out his book and was reading on oh, the way to school. Great. <laughs> like, great. figure. And then I'm talking to, you know, I'm talking to an author today. So it's like, wow, my day is getting off to a wonderful start here. <laughs> so my, uh, uh, tell her. One of the, mm-hmm. one of, one of the things I uh, want to hint on there is, you know, Dreamstarter University, I work with a, uh, a couple of different marketing people, you know, in Pittsburgh. And what we're trying to do around Pittsburgh is we're trying to really make reading and writing with the younger kids attractive. You know, we want to make it seem, and I guess it's, it's one of the things that I didn't see when I was a kid, but, you know, I want to play professional hockey when I was younger. You know why? Because there was money and there was fame to it. But what about the readers? What about the people who spend time reading and writing? That doesn't seem too attractive, you don't think. But only when I got older, I realized how attractive it was. Absolutely. And hold that thought. When we come back from the break, we'll hear more. I fell it. Stay tuned. It's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com, put your name and email address in, and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn cheat sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's getclientsonlinegiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on Tokinet Radio. You're listening to The Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And today we have a phenomenal rock star. Just as I said, he would um, he would enthrall you. He would bring value. And he's very engaging. He's the founder of Dream uh, Starters University and also the number one best-selling author, Mike Ballett. Welcome back, Mike. Hey, thank you so much for keeping me on. I love it. Yes, absolutely. Now, before the break, we were talking because I had told you a little story about my son, Jack, and the love of reading. And 
want you were telling us a story, um, and if you could continue that. Yeah. So uh, what I was talking about was, you know, I, I grew up wanting to play hockey and and even want to be a movie star because that was where the fame, that was where the glitz, that was the glamour, the money. And the older I got, the real uh, what I realized was, man, if I would have really invested my you know time and energy into reading and writing. I could have been a lot further. I really could acquire many more things. And why, why didn't I? Well, it's because it wasn't attractive to me. And so my goal with Dream Charters University is to work around with Pittsburgh schools or Pittsburgh uh, organizations. And what I'm trying to do, and you'll see with my branding strategy, it's all about making reading and writing attractive. I want people to see that there's so much power in reading and writing that you really could apply that to get what you want in life, to buy you know, to, to buy that freedom, to, to really carve your name into history, to, to create a book that will live on forever. And um, that's what I'm trying to do is to make reading and writing much more attractive than whenever I first thought it was all about when I was young. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And um, w- is that a program or can someone come to a reading, a writing summit with you? How, how, what does that look like? Or, or is it just unfolding and developing as we see? Well, this is just, this is really uh, in the past year, I've been working with my marketing team and we're starting to really branch out and, and, and make contacts with schools in Pittsburgh um, and, and try to, to get in front of many, many kids and talk about the importance of reading and writing. We're in the, the developmental stage at this moment because right now we're focusing on authors bringing their stories to life. But it's a, it's a side project that we're um, actively seeking right now. And it's just one of those things where, you know, the more people see the power of reading and writing, the better off they'll be, the better off society will be. So it's one of those things like, you know, we do want to create stories and help people create their you know, dream business and everything. But maybe one more piece of that legacy that we leave behind is that we get that one other kid to start reading or start writing, that they can start to change things when we're long gone. And that's the key. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Leaving a literacy and writing, you know, a a legacy for our children is just, it's golden. It's everything. Um, Mike, does your family support your career as a writer? Absolutely. Um, my mom is has always been, you know, behind me the whole way. She's my biggest, I guess you could say, cheerleader. And uh, you know, I tell her all the time she has uh, she has MS and back problems, and, and her health is deteriorating. And I keep telling her, um, you know, I gotta make sure that I get this message out to the world, and I'm able to show her, uh, you know, the life that she deserves. So my mom's always been there. My dad was a heating and air conditioning guy who just retired. Um, you know, they didn't have any connections with entrepreneurial world or they didn't care about being business owners. And so what they told me when I was younger was, hey, go after what you want, you know, own a business, go after this and, and use everything that's inside of you as, uh, as an advantage. So they always have supported me and, uh, and I, I wouldn't be here without them, without their support. So my family has always been there for me. That is, you know, that is, it, you know, it makes the road somewhat easier when as an entrepreneur, because a lot of times, you know, we're taught, Mike, you know, to, to, to uh, you know, that's why we go through the school system. <laughs> they teach you how to get a J-O-B, which I always like to refer to as a journey of the broke uh, um, or <laughs> of the broken. <laughs> and, you know, a nine to 
and work for someone else and support their dream. They, they don't usually teach how to be an entrepreneur and a successful one and that you can have it all while making a powerful impact on society. And so it's great that we have people like you, Mike Fallitz in the world, who um, expose uh, us to the, um, you know, the potential within. And I think that's a great way to go with um, teaching people how to put their story, if they have some value, how to put their story in the format of a best-selling book. And so I applaud you and I thank you for what you do and what you bring to the planet. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that, that means a lot uh, to hear that from you. And I, I really do appreciate that. And just to touch on the whole job system, I've worked with many different companies. And I think what happens, you know, people who take a job, you know, what happens is the management is basically just going to be, I've seen it per, firsthand that they, they use people. They don't care about your dreams. They only care about theirs. But there are some companies out there that they are great jobs, and those companies do help those people live the life of their dreams. So I wouldn't say it's all bad. It's just that there are some companies who are just users, and they're not providers, if you could, as you could say. So I believe that finding your own way, using your own strengths, carving your own path, very, very important. You could do that with your own business, with your own book. And some people, if they're lucky, they can do that in a job, but that's very rare. Yes, Absolutely. That is so true. And it's no disrespect for people because everybody has to have their place. So no disrespect for, you know, people that do have a job, but I'm saying for people who want more, um, entrepreneurship is not really taught in the school system. And so I just oh, want to yeah. clarify that. But we appreciate everybody because, you know, the world wouldn't go around if everybody didn't have their respective, you know, positions uh, in the world. Um Yes. So how long on average does it take you to write a book, Mike? 30 days. We, uh, we yes. have a system in place, um, a certain strategy that uh, our writers can bring your story to life in 30 days or less. I always say less because it actually we try to beat that. The thing is I want the uh, expectation of 30 days because what we do is we sell speed. Our, our process is all about speed, high quality, and, uh, you know, under budget, we low cost for what we do. We can produce way more books at a lower cost. The average, quote unquote, ghostwriter out there usually charges 25000 to $40,000 and what, yeah. because it takes six to nine months. And that's a big problem. You know, the biggest names out there have ghostwriters. Well, what we do is we do something similar on a scale that it works for everybody. And our fees and, and what we do for people are very, very affordable. And that's why we do the exact same thing as the big ghostwriters. We just do it in a faster rate with a system in place that brings people's stories to life in a certain format. I call it the, the, uh, the Henry Ford system of bringing books to life for authors. You know, it's an assembly line, and that's what make, makes it very easy for people to join us and have a book very fast and efficiently. Absolutely. You know, I know people um, that have had a ghostwriter and it has cost them like 35 and upwards of $35,000. And then they do have to wait, just as you said, about six months. And I'm like, wow. And then they turn around and they're giving the books away for free. And, and you know, forgive me if I'm wrong. Mike, but I, you know, when I do my book, <laughs> when I go through your company to do my books, my best-selling books, 
Oh, yes. I want to be generous and, and like you're doing with our audience today, giving out some free downloads, but I'm in it to, you know, to spread it to the world and be a best-selling author and sell books. Is, is there anything wrong with my thought process? <laughs> uh, you know, to be honest with you, yes, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Okay. And okay. the, the reason why is because mm-hmm. once you become a bestseller, which you do have to sell it on Amazon, and that's what we do, we sell it. Once it hits the bestseller, there's a ton of value that's in that book, your best-selling book. But now your key piece to really getting out there is you should use that book mm-hmm. as a way to bridge relationships. And you don't want to just have people online buying it from you. You want to give that away at your own disposal in exchange for maybe their contact information so you're able to build a relationship. So what I recommend for anybody out there is, yes, become a best-selling author. You have people buy it at a certain price with a certain promotion period. And once it's a bestseller, now you have the ability to give it away to as many people as possible and, and really connect dots from what they're looking for to what you offer. Because what happens is this, this book, in the right hands, could lead to a lot more money somewhere else. That could lead to a speaking gig or could pay for $5,000 just to speak at an event for one hour. Or it could turn into a a $10,000 sale for that service that you offer. So think of it as a tool, whether you're going to give it away or sell it at a very low cost. Don't ever think of it as a direct revenue source. Think of it as an indirect revenue source. Use the book as a piece of a strategy to really make real money. Absolutely. And I thank you for that. See, this is why people have to get in touch with you, Mike, go through your, you know, your, um, your dream Stardust university and, um, you know, shift their mindset and it'll be exponential what you can do, uh, by being a bestseller. So, you know, I, I so appreciate you being on here to, we're about out of time. So what is your parting thoughts that you to leave with the audience in the last minute? Well, I would just say one thing, and that's, uh, you know, if you're trying to accomplish great things, use your story as your competitive advantage, position yourself as the expert, and make it convenient for people to find you, get to know you, get to like you, and get to trust you. And I always say to people that at the end of every one of my videos, the next chapter in your life is all that matters to write on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you could tell everybody how they can pick up your uh, book uh, today for um, with the special that you have for our audience, that would be great as we close out. Yeah, um, I really appreciate you having me on. You can go to dreamstartersuniversity.com forward slash Lisa to get a copy of my best-selling book. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. We could set up a Zoom call. I love Zoom face-to-face meetings. I get to ask you questions, what you're trying to accomplish. Maybe I'm able to help in some way or some fashion. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Mike Fallett, for being on the Lisa Lewis Show. And we'll have to have you back sometime. (laughs) Absolutely. I'll be on anytime. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you. And remember, everybody, when you bring us your business, we'll bring it to radio.
it's Thursday, it's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers and influencers.